Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Hey, everyone. This week on the podcast, we have Pat Flynn, who is well-known in the online business and entrepreneurship world. He's excellent at developing online businesses, and he's also made it part of his business to provide training and guidance for people who want to do the same. He's truly a leader of leaders, and I'm excited to have him on today to talk about leadership and a new book he has coming out called Superfans, The Easy Way to Stand Out, Grow Your Tribe, and Build a Successful Business. Joining me to listen to and discuss the interview this week are my friends and fellow leaders, Bevelyn Thornton and Elijah Friedman. So I have a question for y'all today. Who is someone that you would consider yourself a fan of and why? I'm a huge fan of the Choose If I podcast with uh, Brad and Jonathan. And I really enjoy listening to these guys, you know, twice a week because it's it's very valuable information that they're providing and actionable steps each episode that have really helped me to transform my financial life. How about you, Elijah? I'm a big fan of Craig Rochelle. Uh, most people may not have heard of him, but he is a pastor of a church with 34 locations in the United States. He also has a leadership podcast, and that's how I interact with him most of the time is through the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, which is just really helpful, practical stuff. So I, I've looked for a long time at him and and really appreciated what he does and then how he shares that with other people. Yeah, I, I can vouch for both of those podcasts, and Pat Flynn has a couple as well that I would I would highly recommend. The reason I ask is because Pat is going to be talking about his book for part of our episode today. He also is just going to be sharing about his approaches to leadership. And I think that a lot of the reason that people are so attracted to him is because of his openness, his, his honesty, his genuineness. And you're really going to see that today. And I think that influences his ability to grow a fan base. Pat Flynn is a father, husband, and entrepreneur who lives and works in San Diego, California. He owns several successful online businesses and is a professional blogger, keynote speaker, Wall Street Journal bestselling author, and host of the Smart Passive Income and Ask Pat podcasts, which have earned a combined total of over 55 million downloads, multiple awards, and features in publications such as the New York Times and Forbes. He's also an advisor to ConvertKit, Leadpages, Teachable, and other companies in the digital marketing arena. Here is Pat. Pat, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Joshua. Excited to be here. Well, I'm really excited that you are here as well. If someone's interested in online business, they probably know of you by now. But for those who don't know about you, would you share a little bit about your background and how you found your niche in the online business space? Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, it's funny because I went to school for architecture and I had no idea I would be doing this just to let everybody know it kind of happened in a very interesting way. In 2008, after being in the architecture world for years and studying for exams and, you know, already graduated in, in a career going well, uh, I got laid off. And it was a very tough moment, especially because uh, a month prior to that, I had just proposed to my girlfriend. And so 
it was kind of like a rough time for me and it was, I was definitely down in the dumps. But with a little bit of extra time, I found this podcast called Internet Business Mastery. And on one of those episodes, I heard a podcast interview with a guy teaching people or telling people how he had made uh, over six figures online uh, as a business, helping people pass the project management exam. And for me, I was like, whoa, like I remember taking so many exams as an architect. Maybe I can take one of the harder ones that I remember trying to do research and not finding any information about and packaging, packaging that into a website and, 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 you know, we'll see what happens. So that's what I did. And so I worked really hard. I was working 12, 16 hour days to get online and figure out how to set up a blog and, and put up this information. And I was just putting all my notes about this exam that I remember taking on the site. I started to get involved in forums and getting involved in conversations there, just answering as many questions as I could. And, you know, surely enough, I became seen as sort of the expert. Like I remember in forums, people going like, Hey, how do I do this in this exam? And somebody going, oh, well, you know, ask Pat. He knows everything about the exam. And it's funny because I didn't know everything about the exam, but they thought I did be, or they, it was that perception because sure, I was yeah. posting about it. I had the website about it. To make a long story short, later that year in 2008, I published a study guide packaging all this information into a PDF and I sold it online for 19 bucks. And that month I made uh, $7,908.55 wow. from that book. And it just... Dude, like it changed my life. I, first of all, I thought like the FBI was going to come. I was like, this isn't, this can't be real. Like this is, this like doesn't feel right to me because I'd never experienced that. Like I just learned how to do this and I took five years of architecture school. Like I was making more money doing this than in architecture. I was like, what? This, this is unbelievable. And then of course, every month the money continued to grow and grow. And I later started a website called Smart Passive Income, which is where most people know me from now, where I just started sharing all the things I was learning as I was growing this other business. And I started to create new businesses from app businesses to other niche websites and other businesses and just sharing the process along the way. And it didn't always go well, but I, it was always a lesson for everybody. And now you know, over a decade later, I have books, I'm, I'm, I'm on stages, I am on podcasts like yours. And it's just like, I feel so grateful for getting laid off. And, and, and my goal is to help people not have to go through a layoff, for example, if they know they want to make a change and, and create something on the side or, or go full time with it. And just do it through example. And, and I'm just so thankful to be here and, uh, and share that story. Yeah. So one of the things that, that stands out about you to me is that when you lead, when you market, when you share with people, you do so with, with honesty, openness, and integrity. And in the Thank online you. space, that's something that a lot of people kind of masquerade as something that they aren't. But I wanted to hear from you about why and how you approach your work so genuinely. Well, because that's how I would, I would want to be taught. You know, I, I, and, and that's why you always see me t talking about you know, leading by example. I, I teach the way I'd want to be taught. Um, and when I was, I remember when I was researching all this online business stuff back in 2008 after I was getting laid off, I was finding all these people who were experts in online business, experts in online marketing and internet business. And, you know, okay, they're experts, they have some good articles, but then if they, you know, all their secret sauce apparently was behind a paywall. And I was like, okay, are you just saying all these things so I can give you my credit card number or are you actually trying to be helpful? And it was obviously, you know, they have really good copywriting and they're, they're good marketers. And so, you know, I was, you know, and I, and I did, I did purchase some of those things thinking they were the, the answer and, and, and they weren't. Um, my best experience was just taking action and, and learning from that and getting a little bit of guidance along the way from people who I could tell actually cared. And that was usually in person. And so, so when I made the decision to start teaching this stuff, uh, based on my experience, I made a promise to myself to always be as open as I could about the entire process because then if I was open about anything, then nobody could say the things that I was saying in my head about the other people that I found earlier. 
And it just so happened that everybody was hiding. Everybody was like putting their best foot forward and not telling the whole truth that it made me stand out like like a, like incredibly and obviously be shared from that. And, and I had become known as sort of the, the authentic and transparent leader. I've even been written about in Forbes as being, you know, a transparent leader alongside, you know, Tony Tony Shea from Zappos and other other, okay. you know, yeah. transparent leaders. And I'm just like, well, how am I, how did I even get here? And it's because you know, just being open and honest. And I think that just removes any sort of anxiety about what I'm talking about because uh, in being open and, and honest, it's not, a, I talk about how it's not always a win. I talk about my failures. I talk about what I wish I did instead. And I think that just, you know, makes people trust me more. Yeah. So when, when you are yourself in front of people, whether it's on podcasts, uh, on your YouTube channel or, or in public speaking, is it, is it something that feels uncomfortable because you're showing people your personality, your interests. And is there ever a question about how are people going to respond? You know, if you had asked my, if I was doing this and I was, I was my teenage self, I would say, absolutely. Like I'm going to paint the best picture and I'm going to, you know, uh, I want to be what everybody else wants me to be. Right. But today I know that, uh, and I got this from my good friend, Chris Ducker. He says, your vibe attracts your tribe. And it's so important to have people find you and follow you and, 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 and feel like they belong to a community uh, because of you, because of fully who you are. It's, you know, I, I, I see these people even still today. This is how it was back in the day, but it still continues today. These people who are renting out these Lamborghinis and mansions and they're filming their videos in there and they're promising these riches. And you know, I get why they're doing that because people are attracted to those things. But guess what? They're attracted to those things. They're not attracted to the actual person who's teaching those things. And for me, if I could just be fully myself, no matter where it's at, either in person or online, then I know that if people follow me, it's because of me. And they vibe with my style and they like me for my teaching. Am I for everybody? No. And there are people who just don't jive with the way that I teach or the way that I'm open about things or like how I share failures. And people, when I when they see my failures, they go, oh, well, Pat's not a great marketer. Look at this failure he had. Whereas there's going to be other people who go, wow, Pat's a great marketer. Look at this failure he learned from. So I can only be me and I'm going to let everybody else decide who they want to learn from. And if, if that's me, awesome. If not, that's awesome, too. So going back to the marketing launches and things like that, one of the things that you've recently come out with is a physical product called the SwitchPod. And I, w I was kind of watching from afar. I don't do video, but watching you develop this minimalist tripod kind of made me want to. <laughs> It ended up being very successful. I think you raised over $400,000 for it. But is there ever some sense of uh, are people going to kind of leave me or not be a fan of me if I have a major failure with my products? As long as I'm doing it for the right reasons, no. Where I think people would, quote, leave me would be if I were to be become somebody different or have them realize that, you know, I wasn't who they thought I was. And, and I've gotten to, into those traps before. I mean, I remember in 2010, I had built a niche website in the security guard training industry and it did very well. And I, I was very open about that process. And then I was building a course to help people, you know, create these little websites that took advantage of certain algorithms and created like, you know, you'd create other private networks to help support that site to outrank the competition. And, you know, I had a few of my fans go, Pat, like, okay, like, you know, this niche site was cool and you shared that, but now you're asking people to pay you money to teach them how to do some like not very white hat things for some people sure. to consider that. And I had to look deep inside and go, you know, wow, okay, you're absolutely right. Like I experimented with this, but do I actually want to take advantage of people and make money from teaching them how to do these things that likely Google doesn't really favor? 
Um, and the interesting thing that happened was I decided not to go down that route because it wasn't who I was. I, I was just getting jaded by the money opportunities. And um, six months later, Google had an algorithm change that completely killed websites like that. Mm. And so I was very thankful timing wise to, sure. to, to not do that. But that's just one sort of small example. But with the SwitchPod, I mean, if that were to fail, I think it's a failure in the product itself but not in my attempt to create something to help people, which is always going to be this sort of underlying pattern with everything that I do. And thankfully, the, the SwitchPod did extremely well. Like oh, you yeah, said, nearly, sure. nearly half a million dollars. And through that, a lot of lessons to teach people. And again, even while that was being developed, before it was launched, before it was going to be a success or not, I was sharing the process of here's how we are approaching this. Here's how we're building it. Here's how we're going to video conferences and actually collecting feedback, just like I teach you to do when you create your thing. And, you know, it, luckily it all paid off. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned not wanting to take advantage of people, but do you find whenever you lead with openness and honesty that some people have taken advantage of you in the past? And if so, how do you respond to situations like that? People have taken advantage of me. And I think that's because I'm I'm very much a people pleaser and I want to make everybody happy. And I, I trust people first before doubting them. There was an example where, uh, with the nicheite stuff actually that I was just talking about, there was a partner that I had in that sort of process who um, was definitely not, uh, you know, didn't have a website that was big as mine. And I, you know, it's not about comparing numbers, but they were, they were definitely benefiting from being my partner on this, in this situation. And, uh, you know, a number of months went by and eventually this person comes out with a video that basically says that on his website, he was doing uh, income reports too, uh, inspired by me. Uh, he was lying about his numbers. Hmm. And um, his website had grown pretty large because of my uh, help and, and my support of him and how I trusted him. And um, eventually, I, of course, the internet's just you know, notorious for backlash, right? And and sure. he just received it so terribly. And of course, I received shrapnel as a result. I even had people go, Pat, like, my audience go, Pat, how could you work with this guy? Um, I don't trust you anymore now because you trusted this person. And it, like, it was just kind of a, a, a crazy month of just, wait, what? Like, I don't even know what's going on here. And just, I did not know about this about him. And that's just one of a few examples. Um, luckily, there aren't too many because I have a lot of people now who I do trust, who I've latched onto, who are in mastermind groups with me, who I meet every single week with, who I consider mentors, who I can when I... Uh, meet somebody new who is just kind of hmm, like, like, ha, like, do you know anything about this person? Like, I trust their advice and their experience with them. So um, luckily, I have people that I do trust now that I surround myself with as mo much as possible. But, you know, I always try to keep my guard up uh, a little bit more now because of situations like that. Pat, you have a book coming out called Super Fans with the subtitle The Easy Way to Stand Out, Grow Your Tribe and Build a Successful Business. Could you tell us a little bit about that and why it's such an important message for leaders? Thank you. Yes. Uh, and it, it doesn't matter if you're a small leader of a small niche or a big leader of a giant company. Uh, you, you can and should have super fans who appreciate you for the way that you're doing things. And if you're trying to grow a business and a personal profile or, or what have you, your super fans, you don't need very many of them to create incredible support for the life and the, and the business and the leadership that you want to have. And, and, you know, a lot of uh, businesses, especially today, are focused on growing, right? More traffic, more SEO, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. We're trying to get more people into, into our websites, into our podcast or what have you. 
But this book teaches you that that might not be the best approach because what happens after you get all those people coming to your website, if you don't provide them those magical moments to take them from, hey, I just found you to now they're a raving fan, like that's all for nothing. And so you can actually grow your business much faster if you focus on creating those fan experiences within your brand. So to take people from they found you for the first time, turning them into a subscriber and creating some trigger moments to make that happen, whether that's giving them a small win or just your ability to understand what is in their head and, and, and using the right lyrics, as I like to call it, that they would respond to, just like a good song and a band would create the right lyrics for their particular audience members. Um, and then upgrading them from casual to active where they become a subscriber and a follower. They follow you. They know who you're for. When you come out with something new, it's like, okay, well, I know like usually what I get here. So I'm going to make a decision if I want to buy this, if I want to consume it. But then migrating them even from there to their your community, where not only are you talking to them and maybe they're even talking to you, but your community is talking to each other. And that creates some amazing magical stuff that happens in your brand because people will already have that in common and can grow and invite new people into the community, into your user base. And then some people, yes, will become super fans from there naturally, uh, but others may need a little bit of a nudge. And so my book kind of allows you to progress people who find you, who, who you are leading from, okay, feeling you out to now they will, they will, they will shout about you to everybody they know. They will invite new people in. They're going to market for you without you even asking. They're going to buy every single product. They're going to become repeat customers. They're going to, um, be a leader for you on your behalf. And it's just the most amazing thing because the truth is you don't need that many. There's an article that was written by a man named Kevin Kelly back in 2007 called a thousand true fans. And it was basically saying, and this was an article that was written for entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, but it's really for anybody. And that is you don't need to create a blockbuster hit. You don't have to lead a billion people to be successful. You can lead your own little tribe. Imagine a thousand true fans. Of, uh, and, and if they were to pay you $100 a year, which is very low in the spectrum of fans, right? Like I pay a crap load of stuff for Back to the Future stuff. And, you know, I know people <laughs> yeah. who pay a load of money for, you know, Hogwarts memorabilia or, or whatever. Um, $100 a year times a thousand people, I mean, that's a six figure business right there, $100,000 a year. And so you don't need that blockbuster hit. You just, and you don't need to change the entire world. You just need to change a certain world, a certain micro world. Sure. And, and, and amazing things can happen. This book teaches you the how-to of Kevin Kelly's Thousand True Fans. So let's imagine that there are some people out there who like this idea, but they're having some difficulty doing it in actuality. Sure. Are, there, are there some general principles, some general things that people could fix across the board that this seem to be the, the main issues, keeping them from being the type of person that can develop these super fans? Yes. I mean, number one, let's start at the top. I mean, one of the most magical things you could do for a person is give them a little bit of personal attention. So if you have any sort of following whatsoever, there are opportunities already to reach out to an individual. And with the tools we have today, it's so easy. Imagine Instagram, right? Instagram, you can send a direct message and not just send a direct message out of nowhere and surprise people. Send them a quick video. Hmm. And this is so powerful because it's, it's and the trick is it's unexpected and it's, it's unusual. And maybe you have a pattern of already delivering a lot of great content on these platforms. You're putting videos up every day on your, on your feed or, or, or you're creating blog content, you're creating podcasts. Wonderful, great, that's awesome. That's the baseline. But if, if you take just a, a second, 30 seconds to send a video to somebody who has reached out to you to say thanks, you know, hey, I liked your show, that was cool. Then you reach back out to them and just go, hey, Johnny, just a quick video to share with you. I'm just so thankful you're uh, a listener of the show. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. I just want to say thanks, man, you, you rock. 
I mean, you'll get a response back that's just like, you've just blown their minds. Sure, yeah. And it's so simple to do. And I think we all have the opportunity to do that every single day. And you think about this like thousand true fans, right? That's a fan a day for less than three years. You can do a one video a day for less than three years. It's so easy. We just don't make the time to do it. And it, again, doesn't take that much time at all. So that's one example. And I think another example on the opposite end of the spectrum for people who just find you, who may be just being introduced to your style, your teaching, your website, blog, podcast, whatever for the first time, create a quick win for them. I know a lot of people who are amazing entrepreneurs who have a lot of information to share and guess what? They're blasting a fire hose of information for, uh, to people and are just kind of blowing them back. What you need to do is consider, okay, if, if a person finds you for the first time, can they do something within 10 minutes after finding you? And is it easy to find how to do that? That would give them something that they didn't have before they arrived. And the example I like to use is I have a friend who has a blog. He's a good friend of mine now, but I didn't know him back in the day. He has a website where he teaches personal finance and, and things like that. His name is Ramit. And he was somebody who I came to his blog every once in a while, but I wasn't really hooked on his stuff. But there was an article that he wrote back in the day that was like, uh, call your cable company, read this script, and you'll save 25% on your cable bill. And I was like, can you really just in 10 minutes like read this script to your cable company and save that much? So I was like, okay, I got 10 minutes, I can do this. So I called and I was able to save 20% of my cable bill like wow. immediately. That's incredible. And I was just like, holy crap. Like I, I, I binged like everything that he had on his website because I was looking for more little wins and I found them. And so, you know, if you want to change somebody's life, which any good leader would want to do, start by changing their day first. Micro make them happy and then you will make them happy in the long run. So that that's, I mean, those are just small snippets of the kinds of things I talk about in super fans. Sure. Well, I think that if people didn't know about you before today, they will see how valuable your insight is. I'm hoping that you can share a few maybe classic Pat Flynn-isms that you might have, and then share about <laughs> your special pre-order offer for your book, Superfans, is coming out oh, on yeah. August thank, 13th. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, August 13th. Thank you. I'll mention that in just a minute. But I, I have a few Pat Flynn-isms, right? And, uh, you know, one of them is, you know, your earnings are a byproduct of how well you serve your audience. And that means, you know, it's all about, you know, the money you make or the results that you get are a result of how well you serve. And mm. it's it's directly proportional. That's good. Um, or even exponentially proportional. Um, another one is cert is just the idea of serving first and doing it without asking for anything in return because those byproducts, that those earnings will happen. And another thing, it relates to work-life balance. And, and I use, you know, one of my isms is, is the analogy of like work-life balance and the scale, right? There's life on one side and, and sort of business on, on the other side. And, you know, number one, they should be integrated. But number two, when you try to build a life for perfect 50-50 balance, it's never going to happen. I mean, that's just one snapshot, one moment in that spectrum that that scale can go. And the truth is you're, you're, you have seasons of life. And the idea is to make sure that as you have seasons and as that scale teeters to one side or the other, that you just make sure that you have something on the other end of that season to bring it back to where it should be or as close to center as possible, but just being okay with the fact that it's not going to be perfect all the time. Um, and, and the other thing, and this is what I teach my kids all the time, is that, you know, failure is an option. You know, mm. that's from Mythbusters. Um, failure is, is like try to fail faster, like get to that point where you can fail and learn because those are your learning points. You know, you could, and, and, and another one that kind of relates to that is uh, how I teach and how I live uh, when it comes to consuming content. And that is just something called just-in-time learning. I learned this from my good friend and mentor, Jeremy Franson, who, uh, 
who has another podcast called Internet Business Mastery. But just-in-time learning is only allowing yourself to learn about the things that relate to the next item on your task list. So when it comes to, for example, when it came to writing my first uh, study guide, the one that made me a bunch of money in the architecture space, I didn't know how I was going to sell it. I didn't even know how to put a button on my website. I didn't know the price point. But the first step was to write that book. And then I just allowed myself to learn only about that step because guess what happens after that book is written? I mean, you're going to work so hard to make sure you get it out there because it's already oh, yeah. done. You know, so I, I take micro um, sort of uh, steps when it comes to bigger goals and only allow myself to learn about the next thing. That's good. So how about the pre-order special? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, thank you for that. So Superfans comes out August 13th. If you pre-order the book before August 13th, you will get the audiobook for free. So it's already recorded. My audiobooks are high quality and they often go off script too. And many times Amazon will price them higher than the book itself. So this is a good opportunity to get it uh, for free. And if you're listening to podcasts, you obviously like to listen to audio, which is great. So go to yoursuperfans.com. You could submit your receipt there. If you pre-order it from Amazon, Target, or Barnes & Noble, wherever, it doesn't matter. Just submit your receipt there through the form, and we'll have your email so we could send you a link to the audiobook uh, during launch week. And that's yoursuperfans.com. Pre-order before August 13th, and you'll get the audiobook for free. Thanks so much, Pat. Now, before we finish, I have six short questions that are meant to inspire us toward better leadership. So you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. What is some lesson saying or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? Well, it relates to the business world, but but it's one that inspires me because it helps me understand what's the most important, and that is from Seth Godin. It's that we need to find more products for our customers, not customers for our products. And I think that speaks to just how people kind of jump ahead in the business space, and and and, and that can relate to thought leadership and, and leadership in general too. We got to find your messages to give to your people versus people for your messages. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is. A leader is, let's see here, I want to get, get this right. Uh, these are good, by the way. A leader is open, somebody who knows they might not know everything and that there are other people who can do things better than them and, and inspires them. And, and that's the third word, in, inspirational. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? Who have you helped today? What about a book that you would recommend to leaders? How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That's good. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that be? Ask the people who are following them right now what they could do to become a better leader. And finally, this is our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Why? There you go. From Pat Flynn himself. Pat, thank you so Mm -hmm. much for joining the show today. It's been a pleasure. That was a lot of fun. Josh, thank you so much. I hope you found today's interview valuable. We'll be back on Friday to discuss the interview and share some of our key takeaways with you. If you want to share some of your own thoughts on what you heard today, or if you want to leave other feedback for the show, email us at community at lifeasleadership.com. And if you think today's interview could be helpful to someone else who cares about becoming a better leader, go ahead and share it with them. Until next time, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. 
Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well. <laughs>